Welcome to At Home Times Three. I'm I'm the editor of Brotherly Game. My name is Matt Ralph. I'm here. I'm here joined by a couple of Providence guys wearing black, uh, uh, the black of Providence College. I got uh, I got uh, Kiesel Broom here, uh, zooming in, and I got uh, Nick Saylor, a uh, couple of guys who played for uh, some some programs, great teams at Providence. I, I brought I brought these guys on today to talk talk some some memories. I've I've been doing a lot of uh, looking backwards as a writer uh, as a podcaster since there's nothing going on right now in terms of actual competition outside of Germany and Belarus and maybe South Korea and I wanted to talk today about you know one of my fondest memories of following just following as a fan uh, of soccer a couple of them that that these guys were involved in one was the 2014 Big East Championship in Chester Pennsylvania and another is the the incredible and even just talking a little bit before this the the just the the most un, one of the most unlikely wins ever pulled off in any kind of tournament uh any sport really uh when providence came back down four to one to maryland and and beat the mighty terps in in that game starting off uh, you know kiesel you know you were the goalkeeper at the big east championship in 2014 your family made themselves known in the stands obviously being a guy from delaware uh, looking back on that experience, what's that like now being, you know, being in the stadium, the union, you know, your local team and, and, and winning some trophy, winning a trophy there uh, at PPL Park at the time? Oh, man. Um, to be fair, I think we do have to go back even just a year previous, uh, 2013. Um, that was the year where um, a lot of things happened for me personally. I lost my father to cancer. Um, and then, you know, with me being so close to, um, you know, at the time PPL Stadium, uh, that was something where um, I remember I sat down with the guys. Nick was a freshman at the time, and I was like, hey, listen, like, they all kind of saw what I was going through this spring semester, and I was like, hey, like, you know, it would mean the world to me if we could get, uh, if I could get home, if I can go home and see my family and, and be in that uh, environment. So um, having a bittersweet of not making, not winning the championship in 2013 kind of, you know, left a bad taste in my mouth and wanted to give back the 2014. And I feel that um, the 2014 year, it was, it was one of those things where like the stars just aligned, you know, we had, we had the team, we had the depth, we had the game plan, we had the attack that I thought was just probably at least one of the top 10 in the country by far with the, the weapons that we had, not just in the starting 11, but also coming off the bench. Um, you know, I thought defensively, you know, we had some some absolute rocks in the back, and it just all came together. Um, you know, I my mom, I tell you, if you ever if you ever interview my mom, she she will actually replay that game from 2014, uh, even today. Like she will literally go back and watch the highlight from that game. She actually was upset one time where the Biggies actually took the game off their uh, <laughs> the replay list. <laughs> but no, it was um it was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. My mom was actually living in Vegas. Um, and flew flew across to the red eye for the semifinal and stayed for the championship and then flew back the next day. You know, this week we've been doing underdog week on 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 brotherlygame.com, the other SB Nation sites. But next week we're gonna be talking about crying in sports. So maybe was that was that a moment? Uh, there were there were some tears shed, I imagine, in that moment when you're lifting that trophy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I remember um uh, going over to my mom, my family, and just, you know, tears just coming down. It was just, uh, it was unbelievable. Great feeling. Snotty tears. Snotty tears. <laughs> Your type of cry, you know, that's that's when you know it, it hits deep. You got to snot it out. Real, real emotional, really crazy. Team, what was that, what was that experience like? And knowing that, you know, how emotional this was for, for Kiesel. Actually, so 
it's, it's interesting because, you know, Kiesel and I's relationship goes, you know, pretty far back, even before I even got to Providence. Um, I, um, when I was on my recruiting visit, I stayed with Kiesel and like, I, I knew that this was my guy. So, um, you know, just even before the 2013 season, when I was a freshman and the 2014 season, you know, I think our bond was, was so strong that, you know, just seeing, you know, someone that I cared about, you know, really going through a difficult time and, and really trying to do whatever it is that I can to kind of, you know, help in that time. And so, you know, having lost in 2013, you know, really working so hard to, to, to get to the final, right. And then, and then losing, and then, you know, all of the things that, that followed after it, it really kind of became, you know, uh, a part of the mission of what we were doing. Like, hey, not only do we want to win, but we want to get back to PPL Park. We want to do this for Kiesel, Kiesel's family. Like there's, there's so much um, behind, you know, our efforts in there. And so I, I really think that, um, like Kiesel was saying, all the stars aligned. Um, you know, for me, I was, um, I was coming off the bench um, as, a, as a defensive midfielder and, and, and really thinking about my role and whatever it is that I can do, just kind of being that, you know, hard nosed tackling kind of guy and just whatever it took to kind of get us over the hump, because that's really, that was really sort of our mentality, our, our, our grinding and our effort was that we just really needed to do all that we could because there was so much behind it. You know, we, we suffered the disappointment from the year before we, there was, you know, personal connections to this and, and really wanted to, to get that elusive sort of trophy. So to be able to do that, um, in 2014 was something that was just, you know, absolutely incredible. And, you know, I, I look back on that, those days, you know, really fondly and, and, and get a lot of joy out of thinking about them. Right. And something about in, in sports, when you get, get a hold of a piece of hardware uh, that, that can really breed further success. And so that season, you guys weren't done. You weren't done uh, just lifting a trophy down in Chester. You guys made a run all the way to the, to the final four. Uh, what was that experience like for you, uh, Kiesel, to kind of keep that going as, a, as, a, as, you know, this was, you're extending your, your college career now with every, every win you're, you're, you're getting under your belt then? Yeah, um, it, was, it was interesting because before that season, we were very known for, like, getting to the NCAA tournament, always win the first round, lose the second. Like, that was, like, our MO for, our, like, our entire history. And it was interesting because that year, I guess because of the, our league table or one of the championship, whatever, we got that first round by. So now we're coming in at the second round and we're hosting. So I was like, wow, this is, uh, is kind of cool. We get to take on, I think it was either Fordham or Dartmouth that they were playing. I was like, oh, that sounds like, like my matchup. Okay, I'll take that. And then, you know, we, Dartmouth came to our place. Um, uh, you know, it was a good game. Um, and then now we won that game. And I was like, oh, wow, now we've just – did history like this was unbelievable like now we're in the third round and because our goal was always to we all for me I always wanted to have Thanksgiving in, in Providence uh, that was kind of one of the things that I always wanted to so it worked that well even though I still went home to see my family or Thanksgiving and came back um and then we played was it UC Irvine I think it was UC Irvine in that next game yeah so UC Irvine and this is what I mean stars align because UC Irvine had to beat Stanford and Stanford had Jordan Morris on it so the last thing that I was trying to do is go to California and play Jordan Morris. Um, and it worked out well. UC Irvine, I think, won a double overtime or overtime. They flew to New England in, you know, 30-degree weather uh, when they used to, you know, that sunny California. So I remember even seeing them get off the bus, and they're, like, shivering. <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, 40 degrees. So for us, we're like, oh, this is nice for Providence. We'll take right. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
I, and to be fair, I always remember that game because I had absolutely nothing to do, and I loved it. And when I have nothing to do as a goalkeeper, it's great. I think yeah. <laughs> I have to give praise to the guys in front of me for that. Um, and then we won that game, and I'm just like, we're going to the Elite Eight. Like, you know, this is um, this is going to be interesting. And going to Michigan State, I'll never forget it because my freshman year was the first year we ever played Michigan State. We got absolutely demolished for nothing. Took a red card in the first like twelve minutes. Lost They're a tough team, man. Yeah, very tough team. And then they came to us two years later in twenty twelve. We lost three to two. So, in my head, in both of those games, they always had a fast start. Scored in the first like five ten minutes. That was you know big mid, uh, Midwestern guys. Um, so we went there and they scored in the first five minutes. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just like. Oh, it's about to be third time's a charm. You know, this is going to be absolutely ridiculous. But I want another game where I don't have to do anything, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, to pick up, I had to pick the ball out of the net quite early. Um, yeah. But uh, it's actually funny. If you actually go online, the highlights are still there. And the game ended 3-2. And in terms of the five goals that were scored, I mean, they were all world-class goals. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, the, I mean the, the, the first one and the second one, I mean, it was like a, you know, a I don't want to be disrespectful, but it was like a poor man version of Barcelona. It was like bing, 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 goal. You know, and then for us, you know, it was, you know, some absolute individual skill, uh, a couple worldy upper ninders. I mean, and then we just kind of hunkered down for those last kind of 15, 20 minutes. But, yeah, that Michigan State game was unbelievable. And then um, into the Final Four, I was just like, this is a – it's funny. And and even to backtrack, going – so we – that year – that was the first summer where everyone kind of came together over the summer and we were doing summer workouts together. We were training together. We were doing all these different things. And I'll never forget. I was doing, we had these uh, turf workouts on Friday morning and um, we had this kind of med ball tossed across the field hockey field, you know, and um, you know, when you kind of get in that zone, you start talking trash. I'm here to talk to trash. I'm just like, I'm throwing a med ball. I'm like, my last game as a fire is going to be till like December 15th, not knowing, December 17th was the national championship. December 15th was the semifinal. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's one of those things where you spoke into existence and it happened. Um, Should have said the 17th, man. Should have said the 17th. That's my fault for not paying attention to what the actual date was. <laughs> but um, it was, um, you know, get, going to that game, it was unbelievable being um, at Wake Med and the amount of people that were there. Um, I think that that at that time the most people I've ever played of and from like ever people I've ever decided to play in front of, and um, <laughs> I decided to. I, I was always kind of comfortable with my feet, you know. So I decided in that game to take on two forwards uh, <laughs> and then after the semifinal. And my coach just said after the game was like, "What were you thinking?" I was like, "Well, you're gonna go out. Might as well go out big." So <laughs> I decided to take on two forwards. But no, it was um, it was unfortunate. It was unlucky. But the, to be able to be. Uh, on that stage, you know, especially to be with these guys was unbelievable and to kind of go through that ride. And we knocked off a lot of um, records, you know, in terms of the program and things like that. I mean, I think it was just it's unbelievable. If and, I, you know, yeah. we're not talking about a team that won it all, unfortunately, because Kiesel uh, messed up the date or else you guys probably would have been playing on the 17th. But, yeah. you know, just about get, getting there, because, you know, what's it like to be there and to kind of be part of the, a little bit of the, you know, the pomp and circumstances that does go around the, you know, any, any NCAA event where you're, where you're there for the final weekend. Yeah. I mean, I think um, it's something that you, you know, you dream about, right? So this idea of when you're a kid, you're like, you know, I want to play, you know, division one soccer. 
And it's like, okay, now you're there. And then it's like, there's levels and, and, and more levels to it. And, and, and really sort of being a part of this magical run. And I think what was really unique was that this hadn't been done before at PC. So it wasn't as if there was a blueprint for what the campus would look like or the response from our ADs or anything like that. So all these things are so brand new and you're trying to absorb it, but you're trying not to get caught in it, right? So for me as a younger player, as a sophomore that year, you know, it's like I'm trying to, you know, stay grounded and, and make sure that I'm present and everything like that, but also knowing, hey, like, I have two more years after this. Like, how can I then learn from this experience, right? So Kiesel's going out on a high no matter what happens. Like, this is going to be it. And, you know, he's going to, you know, take the next step in his career. For some of us younger players, we're like, we're trying to give everything we have and learn as much as we can from those moments so that we can then down the road take it to, you know, newer heights or, or different, you know, sort of challenges. So it was, it was really interesting. I think, you know, for, for my recruiting class, you know, we had some really talented guys, Max Steves, uh, Julian Gressel, Adam Machado, um, uh, Mark Jesuits, uh, Ben Sedgwick, and, and, and Brian Kennedy. All of us, you know, we're a, a sort of nucleus of that, of that success. We were, we were the younger guys really pushing and really trying to, you know, um, advance what we got going. But we, we always talked about, okay, hey, this isn't going to be the last time that we're going to do something special, right? Like, we can't let, you know sophomore year be the time where we that's it for us right so we've been trying to do as much as we can to continue to learn from those moments so that way you know when we are in Kiesel's shoes when it's our senior year you know we can have our last dance and that could look you know real poetic and and, and different and, and everything like that so it, it was an interesting balance you know trying not to get lost in it but also really enjoying it because you may never get it again that but so two years later you're a senior uh, Kiesel, where where are you at when you're watching this this uh, this game against Maryland? And uh, you know, walk walk me through what it was like as 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 a as a as a recent graduate watching watching your your friends. Uh, you know, first of all, I guess get down uh, and look like they're they're out. Yeah. So um, for me, I was actually in Harrisburg. Um, I think our season just finished. Yeah, our season was over. It was kind of like late October, beginning of November, where it was. And I'm still in Harrisburg. I'm at one of my friends' house. I was like, hey, you know, like my school's playing, you know, I kind of went, you know, I watched them play in Maryland because I was actually going to drive down for the game. I just, at the time I was working, so I couldn't, uh, I got some other things I was doing, I couldn't do it. So I um, turned the game on and I'm just like, yeah, we suck. <laughs> You're not good. And then it's like, it's like 4 1. I'm just like, well, there goes my Friday night, Saturday night, whatever it was. And I turned the game off. And because me, like when I'm when I when I'm a, when I'm a sports fan about like any doesn't matter who any team that I like, as soon as they start losing, I'm just like, just scrap the game. This game doesn't even count. Like I don't even matter. play it again tomorrow. And then like I'm so like checking the notifications on my phone from like the game time and stuff. I'm just like, all right, four one, four two, four to three. Oh, okay. Let me let me put this back on. I'm like, like oh now it retired and they won. I was like, I should have went to that game. Yeah, I should have went to that game, and I was like, I, mean, I was like, that was that is unbelievable. You know, I I played Maryland twice, I think, in my career. Lost both of them, pretty sure. One or one, one or two, I can't remember. But either way, I don't remember when I went to Maryland. We lost, so um, to go to Maryland and get that win, I was just like, that is unbelievable. That is a, one of those feathers in the hat that you know you kind of hold on to for the rest of the program's history. You know, those are, those are like when you walk into the the locker room, you have like a picture of that score type thing. Um, so for me, I was just like. That is unbelievable. I was excited. Uh, I wish I could have went to the next game, but I was, that was a little bit further out for me. But, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. 
And and Nick, you're on the field. You know, you're in this game, Maryland. You know, you know, really, really great team that year. They were the number one team, unbeaten. They everything was. I mean, it, it, we when we got the draw, I so to for for us, we had the first round versus Delaware, um, and we beat them at home, and that was like our last. We knew that with our NCAA tournament ranking, that that was going to be my last home game, right? And so I knew. I didn't, I, I knew that, you know, pro soccer wasn't really quite in my trajectory. So I knew like, like, you know, I'm going out on a high at Providence, you know, I beat Delaware at home, no matter what, I can always say my last game at PC was fantastic. We get the draw and we know that Maryland has that, that buy because they're undefeated. And I remember giving the post game conference and, you know, I remember I was like, you know what, like, why not us? You know, like we're, we're a talented group. We've, we've dealt with adversity all year. Um, if you look at, you know, the amount of injuries and even how we started, like we should have never even been in that position. So everything was sort of, you know, icing on the cake at this point, because we were just so far, you know, just, exce just exceeded what uh, we would have thought, you know, in 2014, all the stars aligned, right? Like everybody was firing all cylinders, pretty much everybody was healthy. Uh, we we're getting a lot of goals off the bench. We, we had just a real deep team. And, and in 2016, you know, we had some big time injuries. And Mac, that's when Mac got out uh, injured for the Mac season, right? Out. And then Machado was, was yeah. out. Uh, Cleese with Souza was out for the year. Um, so really, I mean, we didn't really have all of the dynamic pieces that we thought we were going to have. And so for us to be, I think at one point we were four and four, right? And you know, going into conference play, and it's like, you know, if you're 500 in the middle of the season, it's like you know, your season isn't really looking that great. So it was, it was just so special um, being able to, to get to that space. And, um, you know, like Kiesel was saying earlier, um, they play, um, we played Maryland in the second round in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, we played at Maryland um, and we lost. And, and from a personal perspective, um, I, and, and Kiesel knows the story very well. Um, so we, we tie the game. Uh, we're down 1-0. Uh, we tie the game 1-1. I was coming off the bench as a, as a midfielder, and our star, uh, our star midfielder, Wilder Arboleda, um, he was gassed, right? He was working so hard. So they put me in. I was kind of his sub or whatever the case is. You know, I'm a freshman, bright lights, all, all of the things. And, um, you know, I'm all excited. And I end up fouling a guy in the box within three minutes of me being on the field. Right. So I gave up a PK. They score. It's 2-1. Uh, I think they score with like two minutes left, 3-1. So really, the way that I had always internalized that game was that was a really big mistake on me. Right. So for, for me, it was like, you know, I almost owe it, you know, to our guys, to our program, you know, even to myself, um, you know, to kind of make up for that. And, you know, we had success in 2014. But now imagine my senior year, you know, this real poetic moment, we get to go back at Maryland, we're down 4-1, you know, we, we, we come back, I end up scoring a crazy goal, like all of these things, uh, you know, really sort of aligned um, for us to kind of have that comeback, but it was just something that was, you know, so special, and we talk about it to this day, you know, all the time, and it's just, you know, it's hard to even, years later, it's so hard to put into words, like just how memorable that moment was, because it was something that we'll always hold on to. So, Kizo, obviously, you remember that that penalty that that gave away. Uh, when you're seeing when you're seeing him score that goal, does that did you kind of think back? Oh man, this is great! Like he's getting to kind of redeem himself for that uh, for that for that foul in the box. You know, those years later. 
Well, to be fair, his goal was a cross. Listen, if you look back at the tape, Nick is on the right side of the field facing inward, right? There's a lot of people in the box. I think it was just a corner kick or something happened. I don't know. And he hits it with the outside of his right foot. Now, Nick is my boy, and I love him to death, but he's not the most technical player in the world. So he was definitely trying to serve that into the mixer. And if I remember correctly, it was a very windy night. The back was the wind was to your guys' back in the second half when you scored all those goals. And it just so happened that the wind took it to the upper 90. That's what really happened. It was a cross that, you know, it, it listen, it fools goalkeepers all the time. I, I, happens to me. You know, it just it was a great finish, but I know he meant it as a cross for sure. Trying to take the wind out of his sails, man. I, yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, listen, I, I was on Sports Center, top five for that. <laughs> and it lives on in infamy. And I will say this, and Kizo's right. I was never the most technical player ever. And everyone knows it, which I think was part of the, the, the irony of the goal, right? Like this really, you know, deft sort of outside of the right foot strike coming from me was just complete irony. But I promise you, because we were down for two last game ever in my career, what do I have to lose by giving it a go? Uh, you know what I mean? So for me, it really was not a cross. And I know people don't believe me when I say that. And they'll, still, they'll watch this and be like, oh, he's lying. Promise you, I was actually really trying to do that. And I think it just, again, though, it was, that, it was that sense of belief that came from that game, right? So we're down 4-1. You know, we get a goal back. We get another one. So, I mean, it was just all sort of this momentum happening and it was like you know like I said earlier like why not us why not me in this particular moment and really being able to kind of step up um big for our for our program so even to pull off a win in Maryland you're going to need other guys to step up in that situation yeah and I think that was what was um and I oftentimes I know I'll, I'll joke with Kiesel and some of the older guys about you know which team was better and what was the more impressive run and I always say, you know, from a talent perspective, what we had in 2014 was just unbelievable. You, you, that's probably, you know, player for player, one of the best teams that we've ever had. What we were able to accomplish with what, you know, all of the, all of the doubt and, and all of the uncertainty of 2016 and being able to make it to an Elite Eight, beat a number one team on the road, being down, like that was, imp I thought that was very impressive, you know. Because we, were, we weren't working with all of the same pieces all together that we had in 2014. So to be able to pull off something so magical like that, I always feel like is very, very impressive. And I'm fortunate enough to be on both teams. Yeah. So, you know, I have the, the luxury of kind of seeing, you know, what it took in 2014 and what it took in 2016 and all of the different things, um, you know, to kind of to make those things happen. I mean, I think that that 2016 team was, was maybe even more highly regarded coming into the season because of what you guys had accomplished. But, you know, I know from my, from my, from my vantage point, it was like, you know, you're missing, you're missing a lot of goals on that field. How, how are they going to make a, make a run? And then, and then that, that Maryland thing kind of, I think really, really sort of seals the, the underdog uh, accomplishment. You know, you didn't make it as far as that, that 2014 team, but just even, even, even getting in that game in what the twelve-minute span of turning a lead around uh, or turning a huge deficit around—I mean, that's something you know—that's a—that's something you don't you don't really forget as a fan. Uh, I don't forget that. A lot of people don't forget that. I mean, now you know, obviously Julian's gone on to uh, do some spectacular things at the next level, and that's going to stay with Julian for <laughs> for the rest of his career as well. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, obviously I think he probably gets even more credit for that now than, than maybe he deserved at the time because okay. of who he is now. But, yeah. But, yeah um, yeah. And you know, so it's, it's funny too is um, you know after I graduated, I actually moved down to Baltimore, Maryland to to do some teaching. And so you know I taught a little bit during that time. I was you know in and out of different you know soccer communities within Baltimore or whatever. And so when I told them that I played for Providence, people were like, "Oh wait, were you a part of that team?" And of course my hair was cut, so they didn't recognize me immediately. And I'm like, you know what, I was part of that team. And matter of fact. I was that guy with the dreadlocks. <laughs> so it was nice to kind of, you know, be in enemy territory for the next two years after that big sort of moment for me. You know, I, I definitely something I could hold with pride as I, you know, walk through Baltimore and College Park and, you know, different parts of Maryland. Yeah, so, so you know, Kiesel, you went on to play, uh, play professionally and, you know, represent Barbados in, uh, you know, international competition. Uh, what, what are you up to now? And uh, what's, uh, you know, what's this sort of uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic? How, how, you, how you been uh, hanging in there with all this? Doing well. Um, it's actually funny because because of COVID, I've actually had more time to train. Um, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still there. You know, I still train. I still have all my gear. I still go, whether it's running, um, doing my, you know, jail workouts or training in the morning. You know, I, I, I'm still very, um, very involved. I coach on the side a little bit. I'm actually director of goalkeeping for a club out here in Pittsburgh, a Beasling soccer club. Um, and to be fair, even though I'm done playing professionally, I still have ties with Barbados. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I still keep myself as active as possible. Last year I played NPSL just to keep, get some games in just in case. Um, you know, I'm still very active with it. Um, for me, I just can't let it go. You know, even though I'm not playing professionally, I let it go. And then my work takes up, you know, most of my time. Um, uh, I'm an assistant manager role at a marketing company here in Pittsburgh. So kind of learning the uh, in and outs of the trade and definitely being able to, uh, you know, I mean, right now we're doing a whole lot of, I'm learning the recruiting process. So I'm making phone calls and doing interviews and things like that. So I'm that person you see on the zoom calls that have like a suit and tie from like the waist up and then shorts from the rest down. So that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now, but no. Nick, you know, you mentioned uh, teaching down in Baltimore and you're, you're back at Providence. Uh, what, what's that, what's that been like to be back? And does anyone recognize you there without your dreads? Yeah, you know, so I, after I graduated, I spent some time down in Baltimore. I was a, a special ed middle school math teacher, did some work around black teacher retention down in Baltimore City. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was fortunate enough when I, I left to uh, go to Baltimore, Kiesel's uncle, Uncle Harry, was uh, making sure that I was good and, and checked in on me all the time. And, you know, I, I truly appreciate having, you know, some of Kiesel's fam look after me while I was down there. But, um, yeah, after a couple of years there, I um, a fantastic role opened up at Providence to to really do some great diversity work with the athletic department and just the school in general. And it, you know, when you you think about the role and you you know you, you hear it and you know people are calling me up about the position, it, it it really felt like you know this position was created with me in mind. You know, and so it's been really great to be back at Providence doing some work that I cared about, you know, while I was a student athlete and now to be back, you know, with, with more experience, a, a different sort of worldview and to be able to be compensated for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's really fantastic um, to be back. And it is interesting, you know, being back on campus because, you know, people do recognize me, but they're like, they might hesitate real quick. They're like, you look like Nick Saylor. And I'm like, yeah, I know a little bit of this and the hair is different. Um, but overall, it's just been fantastic to be back and, um, you know, really get some really great initiatives and things going there at PC and, 
and still stay connected to the soccer team. I actually was just on the phone with uh, our assistant coach, John Mark, about an hour before talking to him about some different things and catching up with him. So it's really been great to just kind of stay connected, you know, with the soccer team and, and just the entire, you know, campus community just in general. Great. Well, guys, I appreciate your time. I mean, before before I let you go, Kiesel, you know, you're you you haven't you haven't lost touch with your your Eastern PA uh, Delaware roots, have you? Living out living out on the other side of the state. No, listen. I wish I could uh, travel back a little bit more. We'll uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, the Union and the MLS is back up, and then hopefully, obviously, the NFL stadium. I'm a huge Eagles fan as well, so hopefully, I'll be making some trips uh, back across the state in the next couple months. All right, well, I appreciate your time, guys. It was, it was great to talk to you and catch up and, you know, relive some of these, uh, these magical moments in, in, in your guys' life and career. Uh, it's, it's cool to see, 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 see you guys are kind of staying in touch and, and, and continuing your friendship. And it seems like the relationship of, of, of any team is an important one. I mean, I have I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm a crap soccer player, but I have, I have soccer buddies too. And, you know, guys, I'm missing the, getting, getting to play with out of, out of YC. But – you know, it's cool to sort of see the relationships that continue, you know, after, after the, you know, after you, you're not playing together anymore and, and you're, you're, you're wearing a suit to, to work. And, only from the waist up. Yeah. Only from the waist up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>